Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. Well, it's good to be home. Uh-huh. We we both had weddings this weekend. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's fun. I went to a wedding. You went to a wedding. You got off a flight two hours ago. Yeah. Three hours, three and a half hours ago. I yeah. didn't. I just drove 20 minutes. I did help set up the whole wedding, so. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one I went to was a board game wedding. That's so funny. Um, mine had a board game table. Nice. Yeah, every every table was a board game table. Oh, cool. What what table were you at? Um, I mean, there were just like, I mean, there were just like piles of games in the Ooh, middle I of thought like every each table. table had a game. No, it was just a bunch of games. I was like, was this just an excuse to buy a lot of board games? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> my wedding gift to my friends was board games. Excellent. Because they're like, hey, we want to like make a board game table. Do you have any recommendations? So I was like, boy, do I. Also, you've given me a brilliant idea. So, when you work at a board game company, you can get board games fairly easily. So Yeah. But that's cool. Nice. And I'm, yeah, was it fun to see people? I heard you and your girlfriend weren't the only WLW uh, couple there, so you had to fight to the death. And I, well, I guess I guess the four of us together uh, represented because Pop Pop couldn't make it. Pop Pop and his boyfriend couldn't make it, oh. so we had to represent for the gays. Beautiful. I don't know who Pop Pop is, but I'm glad that. Um, the the power of the gay was present. Yeah. So no, it was a it was a lovely little wedding. Um, fun fact: I don't know if you should cut this out or not, but um, like four days before the wedding, uh huh. It was at it was at like a golf course like banquet place. Okay. A plane crashed on the golf course with fifty seven dogs. What the. Maureen, I can't. Did the dogs die? No. Oh. Mo- I, I, one of the bartenders said maybe like three died. Did you Google uh, this But the at news all? said that none died. Of course the news lied. So, but most of the dogs were just fine. Apparently they were in little golf carts being shuttled, you know, for the <laughs> Humane Society. They were all adoptable. I was like, we should have just had 50 dogs come here and had a big adoption event. Was it, like, a smaller plane? I'm assuming so. I guess I should actually look at the, take a look at the news story. Uh, it's so but... fascinating because I, one of my uh, YouTubes I am um, uh, subscribed to, it's called Disaster Breakdown, and um, the host, she covers a lot of plane crashes, um, which most folks don't like to think about and i myself am a little nervous going onto flights i'm not afraid of flying um but like i do have like a little ritual i do every time i get on a plane because if you are going to have a plane crash it's most likely going to happen when it takes off so i um always make sure my both uh my feet are on the um ground of the plane like on the plane floor as it's taking off i don't cross my legs or cross my ankles and i make sure to read through the emergency thing every time because every time you think you know it but then i just know i'm like because i know if i be 
if I'm ever in that situation where I need to use that information, I'll forget. So I just make sure I have a quick little review. Um, oh, man. Yeah. And you know what? They say that every time. And you know what I did today? I played cattails through the whole thing. Tisk tisk. Well, and here's and here's the thing. I um. I recommend listening to that. Uh, if you are at all, I, I don't know why I find it like not soothing, but I find it interesting because plane crashes do help um, inform like the aviation uh, community and like laws and stuff. And so it's interesting when stuff does happen, what they learn from it, and sometimes if stuff is like, and what can prevent them from learning stuff from it. You know, if like the wreckage isn't found. Yeah. And just, like, what the things that can happen on a plane, and a lot of things that can go wrong on a plane can still be, like, survivable, because they have so much yeah. training. Um, basically, yeah. And uh, so, uh, that's interesting. I just wonder what happened with the, um, with the dog plane. I wonder what kind of size plane it is, because it sounds like it wasn't maybe a large plane if they only had 50 dogs in it. Yeah, and I don't think it was, like, a big crash. I'm just guessing something went wrong, and they came down a little rickety. I wonder if it was a commercial flight or not. I doubt it. I mean, I don't think they were were putting the dogs on the plane for fun, Um, and it does sound like... No, they were transporting the dogs for for the rescue. Yeah, and it sounds like all of them were properly secured, so even if there were losses, um, they did everything to prevent that, so I... Yeah, and sometimes, you know, shock... And just right, and if it, there might have been injuries that weren't apparent, so it's very possible that all yeah. of them were okay, and then later on, they might have yeah. had an injury that would have affected the quality of life, and you know, I could see that happening. Yeah. So, and maybe like the bartender right. knew more because they've been like keeping in contact because the crash happened in there, <laughs> like literal. I, I'm glad to know that the golf carts, like, I I imagine. They were probably watching, and then watch it happens, and then either golfers or people were like, <gasps> like going, being like, because they didn't. I'm sure they didn't know if there were. It's people so cold. Or... There were no golfers, luckily, so you know nobody was on the golf course. Oh, that's true. There's so much snow. So, the so it was just all the people like working. They were like, oh, grabbing golf carts. And You're being like, the go, carts. go. This is the most important day of our lives. And then they're like, they're dogs. Okay, this is still <laughs> the most important days of our lives. Like. <laughs> I I would I would feel um if I was a dog in a plane crash I'd feel very um secure being picked up by golf people. Well, I had to leave my I had to leave my babies for for a few days. It's very hard, but luckily our our good friend Nicola was uh taking care of them. So thank you Nicola. Thanks Nicola. They've been catching up on this podcast. So, thank you for taking good care of my babies. Good job. They said Amira was the easiest cat to give insulin to that they oh, have good. ever had. So that was good to hear. I thought you were going to say that Amira uh, was the easiest uh, cat to take care of. And I was like, I have a lot of experience to say that that is maybe not False. always true. <laughs> and no, sometimes if it involves she... a fridge in a strange place, she'll be behind that fridge. <laughs> But she's so hungry, she doesn't care about shots, so. Yeah. Well, or she, you know, it's not like they feel I was going to ask, because I know. didn't ask it last time, how is she doing? I mean, she's doing great. Um, mm. She's perky. She is sassy. 
Um, I walked in the door. She came up and sniffed me and then walked away. So. She's like, you didn't but she's been days. playful. And yeah, so she's been she's been doing really good. It's good to hear it. Yeah. And, and Vincent was very good, too. He, he was also a very good boy. Good job, buddy. Have you read anything? Actually, I have. Um, yeah. I have... I have a thrift books uh, account, not sponsored, um, and it, you may know or may not know if you have a thrift books account. But after it, after some purchases, you might have like a free book, like you can yeah. earn points. And I recently had two free books ready. Who? So I said, why not? And I've been um, not like fully, like not like. Um, it's, it's something I've been trying to do, but like, I'm not like, there's no due date, you know, I've been slowly, Mm -hmm. um, collect, recollecting like books from my childhood that have been really impactful or just like books where the art or just something about the story has stuck with me. And I saw this TikTok that reminded me of this book. I totally forgotten, but like it came back to me in a rush, like, just like the art was so impactful and the story's so good even now like it's a it's a great story it it's it's one of those books that even as it's aged it has remained um just as like solid um and you may or may not know of it uh i don't know how popular it is nowadays but i know it was pretty popular when i was a little kid um but the book is called thank you mr falker um Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and it features a, a young girl who, this is like the part that like stuck in my brain, um, who is so excited to learn how to read when she starts going to school. Like they have like this tradition in her family where they put honey on top of a book and you eat the honey off the book. And it's, it, it's basically saying it, 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 like knowledge is as sweet as Reading this honey. Reading is sweet? No, it's saying knowledge oh. that you learn from a book is as sweet as this honey. Um, that is true. And her grandpa like did this for her and her grandpa passes away. Um, no spoilers because that was like the first part of the book and she starts going to school. Um, and, or it's her grandma, I don't know, her grandparents pass away and she starts going to school and she can't read. Um, it's not obvious like it's never like said because it's obviously through the lens of a child but it's from context clues you can figure out that she probably has dyslexia or something where the letters just do not like look correct like she can't she really struggles and for years she like hides the fact that she can't read until like Uh third or fourth grade uh mr falker uh their new teacher realizes that she can't read and he's like you are actually very smart to have hit hidden this you're like you know yeah. you got you've yeah. fooled a lot of people including your teachers um and he helps her learn how to read basically and um it's a really beautiful story and it's actually based on a true story it's based on the author patricia oh. Polo- poloka or polico polico i believe that is um and uh it was based on her teacher, Mr. Felker, I believe his name was. And uh, she actually like ran into him at a wedding and she's like, I don't know if you remember me. And um, he didn't because, you know, that's 
he was older and you know you have a lot of students when you're a teacher yeah he was like well what are what are you doing she's like i write children's books like so it's a really beautiful story if you haven't ever read it definitely give it a read the art's really um it's very it's very interesting the artist style it's not like what you would expect from like a kid's book it's definitely more like 90s 80s kind of kid's book where um sometimes (laughs) things are just like hyper realistic and it's just really cool watercolors um it also has um like bullying i would say very realistically portrayed so if you might have issues with that maybe uh nothing's like too upsetting i would say but you know it does portray you know someone being bullied for uh something that's obviously a learning disability um yeah it's but it's a good book and it was just it was a refreshing reread i was like i can't believe i had like forgotten about this i think it was in my like school library and i don't think i owned it but um now i do own a copy how about you what were you listening to on your plane rides or when you were out and about. Well, I've had this book in my possession for five years. Whoa. And I had not read it yet. For an unknown reason. For no reason whatsoever. I'm just bad about that sometimes. Yeah, that happens. And I got through half half of this book on my plane ride. Sick. What's the oh, book? Um, Tail Chaser's Song by Tad Williams. It's that fantasy cat book that I picked up at a rummage sale. Oh, my yeah. My senior year of college. Yeah, and I just hadn't read it. And you, it's really good. Is it good? It's really good. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really digging it. Nice. It's cool. It's got a lot of, like, lore, like, um, kind of, like, Watership Down, mm. where, you know, they have, like, little stories of, like, little, like, creation myths and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, like, so cool. Um highly recommend it i was like oh is this gonna be like really wordy like some like old fantasy books are no like it's it's really good um so i've been really digging that um and i can't believe it took me this long but it it happens sometimes things just have to live on your shelf for a bit yeah yeah so that was that was great i i enjoyed that a lot and you have have you you have you finished it or no i'm halfway through nice so they're they're just about to get really on their uh, uh next part of their journey. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, really enjoyed it. Thank you, Chad Williams. Thanks, uh, are you ready? Yeah. So I'm Ember Hart. And I'm Tangleton. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? hear him scratching let me know i don't uh guys if you hear him scratching let her know <laughs> i don't know if i'm I... saying like i might not hear him if he like yeah. if it get picked up i don't think i will but mm. so we had kind of a funny it's not funny but it's a little funny situation where uh thunder clan was like give us back our cat and when was like give us back our cat and they're like wait if you don't have him and you don't have her then who's driving the plane? Not the dogs. <laughs> so, but basically, we figured out that the road trip happened. The 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 less 
the less least fun road trip of all the road trips so far, um, canonical or not yet, because um, one of those road trips we ranked isn't yet canon, but uh, it is. Yeah. So we found out that Crowfeather and Leafpool have run away, and it's very smart, and it's such a good plan, and I foresee no issues. No issues. I could, like, list all of the reasons why this is such a bad idea, but I would rather see it unfold before me. So the sun is setting by the time they reach the Thunderclan border. Um, this is Squirrel Flight and Brambleclaw still. Right, because they went and helped them. Oh, yeah. So they were gone all day. <laughs> and also... Yeah. Did, did like, Cinderpelt, like, say something? To... We'll find out. So they bid goodbye to Ashfoot and Torn Ear. Bye, guys. But what were they going to say to Firestar? Hey, Dad, remember that time I ran away, but it was for the good of the clan? Well, we ran away and it was for the good of the clan. So that happened again, but like... It's not good. But it's, it's, with, not for the good it's with someone we went on our trip with, so we know he's a good road tripper, but he's not. Honestly, think about that road trip. He would, like I said, he'd never let you have the ox. He would probably be like, why didn't you pee when we stopped three hours ago? Um, Yeah. But also Leafpool, she sings along to every single song. And you're like, I actually just want to listen to the music. I'm not feeling, or, or, or she'll put on NPR and like, but then try to talk to you over NPR. And it's like, I'm, I'm actually very interested in this storyline and i want to know more about these these mollusk farmers in the but yeah they both be terrible road trippers is what i'm saying and she probably okay but i think i think the nice thing about Crowfeather is he would drive through the night while everybody else slept oh yeah and he can drive stick he knows like he he knows how to like change a tire faster than anyone should be able to change a tire like you're like did you like moonlight as a race car driver mechanic what's and it's just like i just learned how to do it it's like okay and then timed yourself and leafpool is the best um like uh like a map person oh yeah she's the best navigator she can read both the gps and she can read an actual literal map like she still has and she gives you just like the best directions like she gives it to you like with plenty of time for you to change your lanes Mm -hmm. and like Gives you what so the you know sign is and which which lane you want to get into. Yeah. And she also, um, I would say, is willing to stop at the hokey of roadside attractions. Without yes. spending and money. And she also packs great snacks. Yeah. Squirrel Flight says they're losing all the cats who made the journey. First Feathertail and Stormfur, now Crowfeather. Well, she asks if that means Star Clan didn't want them to settle here. Brambleclaw is sure this is where they're meant to be. They never thought settling into their new homes would be easy. No, Squirrelflight agrees, but she never thought it would be this hard. When they get back to camp, it's apparent that Leafpool's absence had been noticed. Cats are huddled in groups, anxious, and under the high ledge. Our, our like, our priestess left. Firestar is speaking with Sandstorm, Cinderpelt, and Brightheart. Oh, oops. 
eyes burn into Squirrel Flight as she enters camp. There's a hope that ripples through cats, but dies when they see that Leafpool isn't with them. Firestar starts towards them, but Brightheart runs ahead. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, she says, her voice cracking in distress. She wasn't trying to take her place. Leafpool is their medicine cat, just oh, like Cinderpelt. Oh, honey. No. She thought well, that, but like... not us. <laughs> well, Squirrelflake she's as we can, As we have learned, she's very dumb, apparently. None of us even knew that. Well, Squirrelflake tells her awkwardly that she's sure Leafpool didn't leave because of Brightheart, even though she knows that is something uh, Leafpool was unhappy about. Yeah, but also, like, get over yourself. <sighs> Firestar demands to know what happened, and Sandstorm asks if they found Leafpool. Other cats echo the question, and there's whispers of Crowfeather's name, so Cinderpelt must have told them everything Could she knew. Could we maybe do this in so, privy? Like, I know everyone learns everything in the end, but, like, maybe we, this is, like, a family matter plus Cinderpelt, who's basically your sister. That affects the whole clan. Well, Brambleclaw says her and Crowfeather had already left the territory. They lost their trails in the hills. They're gone. No. Cinderpelt's voice is a rough whisper. Her eyes are filled with fear. Firestar and Sandstorm press close to each other. We've lost her, Sandstorm says softly. Firestar says the whole clan has lost her. Squirrelflight wants to wail. I'll give a crap about the clan, I'm her mom! Squirrelflight wants to wail out loud. Leafpool had lost so much. And she must have loved Crowfeather very much to give up everything for him. And Squirrelflight wonders if she would do that for Ashfur. And somehow she doesn't think she would. <laughs> would she do it for Brambleclaw? Squirrelflight blinks. And realizes that it's not a question that she can answer. My sister's gone, everything's spiraling out of control, but what about my romance life? Yeah, girls, I don't know, like... <laughs> we gotta focus on, like, our prior... Are we? Okay. Priorities, guys. I feel like we're... But, I mean, you yeah, know, it, she's just thinking. Yeah, she... I mean, maybe it's easier to think about that than to think about the implications of your sister running off and abandoning your clan and also God. God, like, I mean, it's it's amazing that her love life is easier to think about than that, right. but I don't really blame her. <laughs> Wanted to shift focus a little. Want to hit me with a cat fact? Sure. Before we get back to our... Drama. Sad road trip. Oh, we're gonna go to the road trip? How's it sad already? They literally just left. I thought we were gonna have a little No, fun. I mean, we just don't like it. It's sad oh, for yeah. us to witness. It's It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to witness. Mm -hmm. We'll see how it goes. So, as you guys know, we both had a wedding. Um, different wedding. Uh, different place. We're traveling. We have a holiday coming up in the U.S. Um, like, like Marie just got off a flight. And I, I fell asleep at 5 p.m. yesterday and woke up at 7 this morning. 
and uninterrupted. Gosh, I my gosh, I'm so excited to sleep in my own bed. Yeah, so it's time to grab something quick from the cat fact donation box. Shuka 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 shuka. Reach in there, Maureen. Ooh, ooh, this one feels good. It I is got good vibes on this it's, one. It's some good vibes. I'm glad you picked up on that because uh, we we received this from our wonderful listener Wolf Song via our email wcwitcast at gmail dot com. Uh, so Wolf Song is actually Finnish American, and uh, let us know about a fantastic Finnish saying about cats. Um, Oh, if you recall, uh, I did a bit of a, a deep dive into some cat sayings, some cat proverbs, and their, uh, you know, history, assumed history, uh, a while ago in the cat facts. And, um, you know, some of, I, I mainly did ones that were English, um, but I did dip into some other languages. Um, and uh, she very, very kindly included the Finnish and English versions of the saying, I cannot, for the life of me, um, respectfully attempt to speak Finnish. Um, like, I just, I could try, but it just would not be, I just know it won't be close. Um, and I was warned via the email that it, it may be hard for a non-Finnish speaker to say this. Um, so I'm going to stick to the English translation, which is, uh, there are many ways to, there are many ways to do things, said the grandma when wiping the table with a cat. <laughs> Um, ah, which is like the funniest saying ever. Um, uh, Wolf Song did warn me that she couldn't like find the specific origin. Um, she did find like possible sources and her personal headcanon is that a grandma needed to clean the table and the grandma's cat was sleeping there. So she just lightly pushed the cat to the other side and then realized that the dust got all wiped up by the cat uh, in the process, yeah. therefore completing the task, but not in the way she intended. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and that's basically what the saying means is, you know, there's many ways to approach something, um, even if it's not, you know, what you expect. Um, yeah, you know what? And it's kind of a nicer version of there's more than one way to skin a cat. And there and there may be some relationship to that one, Um I like this one better, though. I like Grandma. I like and Grandma cleaning her counting. I think you might like cat. this one even better because this proverb has oh. a sister saying, and it oh. goes, change is refreshing, said the cat when wiping the table with Grandma. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um, so that one's even more mysterious, but I did find a possible clue in the source that Wolf Song provided. <gasps> Um, so the one source, uh, that Wolf Song did find for this proverb, or, like, possibly where it, uh, was, like, you know, recorded for the first time, was in the 1950s, a Finnish author, um, Iris Jarvio Mieminen, did my best there, um, created a collection of Finnish wellerisms and proverbs. Um, you might ask, what's oh. a weller, what's a wellerism? Um, a wellerism is a proverb um, that is fictional or a misquotation of a more popular proverb. Um, this is based on the ca ah. character Sam Weller from the Pickwick Papers by Charles Dick Dickens. Um, something I can kind of like compare it to uh, is like Amelia Bedelia, who would like literally interpret turns of phrases. Like, you know, they'd be like, Amelia Bedelia, shake a leg when they mean like get going and she'd shake her legs, <laughs> you know? So yeah. Um, and base, 
Based on that, I, I believe the first proverb is a real one because it seemed to be recorded in other places. And the second one is possibly like sort of an anti-proverb, like sort of poking fun at the first. But it, what's funny about that is that those proverbs become popular and um, like become proverbs it's such themselves. such a delight. So, um, and I, uh, since these were both recorded, I don't know which ones necessarily were wellerisms and which ones were like the actual proverbs. It's possible that both of them um, are, you know, popular proverbs. And, you know, it's like, yeah. I, I think I've said the one, uh, you will cross that bridge when you come to it. And I think this is a different thing or uh, burning bridges. And uh, one I like is uh, I'll burn that bridge once I cross it. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's a different, like, language thing where you combine two proverbs. Um, but Wolfsong let us know that there's not too much that uh, they could find on the basis of either saying, so anything's really possible. Um, and Wolfsong was concerned that that wouldn't be long enough for a cat fact, uh, which I, I think is was, was a pretty decent cat fact. But I did uh, oh. get kind of curious um, if there were any more cat uh, cat proverbs I could find from from uh, Finland, um, and I don't know if this is the same for Wisconsin um, or or really common knowledge, but uh, Finnish is actually or was actually a pretty common language in Minnesota where I live um, because we have a lot oh. of Finnish and Swedish immigrants that came here. Um, I don't know mm. if it's. I'm definitely. If you ask my grandma, I am a Swede. Yeah, so it's so I'm I'm not I'm not I'm I'm part of the the German side and the Irish side. Yeah, Milwaukee's very German. Yeah, so, so but we we do have quite a few of like uh, there's there's some there's a lot of Finnish and Swedish and like sort of Nordic influence in um mm-hmm. uh in Minnesota. And when yeah, I was researching, I found um a 1943 magazine article about Finnish sayings in Minnesota. Um, that's been archived oh. by the Minnesota Historical like uh, Magazine. Um, I have it linked. Um, and there were two that were uh, recorded um, that have to do with cats. Um, and this one goes, Who should hoist the cat's tail but the cat itself? Or another oh, uh, way I've heard true. it said is, um, who should raise the cat? Who else will raise the tail besides the cat? Like, and it basically means if you're not proud of yourself or if you don't like advocate for yourself, who's going to? Like, no one else is going to do it for you. Like, you got to stick up for yourself or you got to be proud of yourself. <laughs> um, you know, like the cats. Who else is going to raise the cat's tail? No, nope, the cat. Like, cat's got to do it. The um, cat. And, cat's got to do it. And You're another the cat. <laughs> Another one I found was mice won't run down the mouth of a sleeping cat. Um, and so I'm not sure how many of those, because it was pointed out in the article that um, in Minnesota and in a lot of places where there's both like in, you know, in the U.S., we sometimes have like a situation where people kind of create a language out of English and whatever like their mother tongue is. So like Finglish is a thing. Yeah. So it's possible some of these things <laughs> are more American or possibly have other countries influencing them. Uh, but perhaps they are Finnish. Um, and, you yeah. know, let us know Wolf Song if any of these other ones sound familiar. Um, I did run into uh, one last one, which I like just found on like a Facebook page and I couldn't, I it's a, it's a Finnish word that I can't for the life of me say, and I couldn't figure out how to pronounce it. I couldn't find a pronunciation, but it's possible that there is like a saying or a pro, uh, like um an idiom. And it basically means a cat's day. 
which is like, you know, like a lazy Sunday. Like, yeah, we're just going to chill. Yeah. It's a cat's day or it's, or it's a good day. It's a nice day, you know. Um, you know, yeah. maybe it's warm out and you would want to sit in the sun like a cat would. Um, so it, you know, like a lot of other societies uh, and a lot of other languages, uh, it seems there's quite a few of Finnish uh, cat proverbs. So uh, thank you again, Wolfsong, for, um, you know, giving your insight into a, uh, a saying from, uh, you know, your own culture and sharing with us and um i definitely yeah. I, I really like the um there's changes of good things at the cat wiping the table with the grandma it's it's hilarious because without the That's context beautiful. of the first one it doesn't make any sense um but it's also it's beautiful it's still true <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, that's uh, today's uh, donated cat fact. Thank you very much, Wolfsong. All right, you ready? Yeah, it feels it feels wrong to like follow up such a such a good cat fact with maybe this will be good. Maybe we'll get the well, maybe we'll get you know what? Hey, hey, uh, leaf pool and um, uh, crow feather shippers. Come on, let's let's ha- let's come on. What do you guys call yourselves? Cr- crow. Uh, crow leaves, leaf crows. I think it's just leaf crow. I'm leaf sorry. crow, leaf crow works. Or crow leaf. Crow leaf, I think, sounds slightly better, but it sounds like a cat name. Or it sounds like a warrior name. Well, they all do. Oh, that's the point, isn't it? Nah, I guess. I guess that's how you combine your yeah. Crow leaf kind of sounds all like right. a. It could be like a plant. Like, oh, grab some crow leaf. <laughs> It might be a plant. Anyway, let's get, come on, guys. Let's let's be positive for once. The lake and the forest are long gone. All around them is hill after hill of moorland. There is no trees or bushes for crow feather and leaf pool to shelter for the night. Oh, okay, this is leaf pool's paws ache, but crow feather's pelt against hers warms her. He gives her courage and hope when everything seems frightening. What is he? He's the only one there. Um, but hey, Moreland is good. He knows how to hunt on that. So, yeah, definitely. Leafpool tries to imagine what was happening in her clan, but none of it mattered as long as she had Crowfeather. I would like to know what you would think is happening, though. Oh, okay. So she thinks that um, gosh, what is it? Firestar and Sandstorm are worrying. Squirrelflies worrying. What about Sorreltail? She's probably upset. Um, Cinderpelt, she'll be fine. She's got to take a new apprentice, you know. But she has time, so. Can she not? I get, okay, based on, maybe I should start writing this down, but based on what we know about the powers, can she, like, I guess she can, like, kind of, like, decide not to feel, or maybe being too far away from her sister maybe has some interference, but, like, Maybe emotionally far away from her sister. Yeah, because I'm like, how could she not feel how heartbroken her sister is? Like, because, like, yeah. that's the thing. They're not just worried. They're, like, heartbroken. Like, because there's a difference between someone going missing and someone choosing to leave you. Um, And, like, I just can't. Uh, yeah. Ugh, I don't, like, it, thinking about, like, one of my siblings deciding to, like, cut themselves, like, she she's, she's not like, cut herself away from, like, everyone. That's, like, okay. But, hey, we got, yeah. we got, we got Toasty, apparently Crowfeather's a real warm guy, so let's. 
And they're not talking, like, her at love- all. <laughs> her love for him filled her from ears to tail tip. They had traveled all day, even though neither had slept the previous night. And Leafpool is exhausted. I'm so... Crowfeather finds a small... Huh? I'm just so scared when the honeymoon period ends. It's going to be a long and harsh drop. Crowfeather finds a small rocky hollow with a tiny pool shaded by thorn trees. Leafpool bounds down to it and drinks. Okay. It reminds her of the moon pool, but she'll never go there again. She's not a medicine cat anymore. But that didn't matter either, because Spotted Leaf told her to follow her heart. Thanks, Spotted Leaf. Yeah, once again, if Spotted Leaf... <sighs> Spotted Leaf and, um... You know, I think I think uh, Tiger Star took inspiration from Spotted Leaf. He's like, oh, dead cats can interfere with the living? Let me do that. Like, but in, like, a really, like, like... I know that, like, that's the whole point of Star Clan. Like, Star Clan gives their opinions on stuff. Which is interesting and kind of a flawed system when you think about it, where it's like, were these cats any smarter when they were alive? What about being dead makes them so knowledgeable now? Um, well, exactly. But also, then there's that question we've asked before, where where does StarClan get their messages from? I, just, ugh, I don't like thinking about this too much, because it's very big, and my brain want doesn't, doesn't fit at all. But uh, I'm just saying, the fact that we don't the fact that she isn't seen as a villain (laughs) is i think a slightly lost opportunity but is a fun interpretation of her because she's like i'm gonna ruin this guy's life did we ever date no but i'm gonna ruin his life (laughs) leafpool is hungry but see uh she suggests that crowfeather catch them a rabbit in the morning but crowfeather thinks that uh they can find something around here and Leafpool does catch a mouse, and Crowfeather catches another. So they eat together between the roots of one of the trees. Good, good job, guys. Yeah, food. Leafpool says she's so glad he's here. She would be so scared without him. But without him, you also wouldn't be Yeah, here. I mean, I was, I was going to say it, but I'm glad you put I'm like, I mean, this wasn't... You wouldn't... Okay... <laughs> Crowfeather promises to always look after her, Uh and tomorrow they can find somewhere better to live. They don't need a large territory when it's just the two of them. Leafpool is so exhausted, and she sinks quickly into a deep sleep. And he's gonna die. He's he's gonna die, because, like, she's gonna get pregnant and he's gonna die. Watch. It's gonna be, like, so, such... Because, like... Like, what, like, what, how is the story going to go? How is this going to go? Are they just going to be like, oh, this is awful and go back and like, no, that's going to, they'll be seen as, they'll be like ostracized and just seen as like, you know, they, they, they betrayed the clan. So are they going to go and like find some other group of cats? It doesn't seem like they're heading towards the tribe of rushing water. But, like, will they maybe find some rogues or uh, some other group of cats to live with? I mean, or are they just going to become, like, nomads and try to, like, do it on their own? Which I really don't think... Because, like, then the story is just, uh, they die. Like, they just, they have kids and then they die. Because, like, who... I don't... They can't... They can't... You can't... That isn't how How about you give me 20 minutes and you can find out? 
how long? Give me 20 minutes. Is this going to go that bad that quick? Leafpool is standing in a dark place. She's surrounded by fearful snarling, but she doesn't know where it's coming from. The fog of darkness parts to show her the waves lapping at the lakeshore. Her dream had taken her home. But the reek of blood washed over her. The lake is a blood-red tide sucking at the land. Oh. Hey, we've had this. Hey, this is the dream. She gasps. You got the dream now. (laughs) Now you gotta go home, idiot. Before all is peaceful, blood will spill blood, and the lake will run red. She had left her clan behind. Why couldn't she escape StarClan's terrible prophecy? That she never told anybody about and then abandoned them. Oh my them. god! There's dropping she the ball, this... and there is throwing a five-ton brick on the foot of your dad and your mentor. She hears snarling behind her now and through the fog she sees huge lumbering shapes oh leafpool can't make them out but she sees blunt claws snapping jaws and small malicious eyes a bear a large shape looms over her and slashes at her barely missing her no bear says she steps back and feels the sticky blood washing around her paws <laughs> Starclan, help me, she yowls. (laughs) That's a big ask. Then she wakes. She's back in the moorland hollow. Crowfeather is by her side. Whew. But he's rising to his paws, body rigid, as he stares into the darkness. Who's there? He calls sharply. Oh. Paw steps shuffle towards them, and Crowfeather moves in front of Leafpool protectively. Leafpool can make out a dark lumbering shape, just like the ones in her dream. A bear! Is she really awake? Moonlight reveals a badger lumbering towards them. Oh my- Is it our- Is it- Leafpool springs to her paws and growls for it to keep back. But Crowfeather waves his tail. <gasps> it's alright. It's midnight. Oh my god! He's back! Midnight! What up, girl? This is about to be a weird thruple. <laughs> no! Also, that means... Wow. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The badger kids we didn't kill. Uh-oh. I was. I don't know why I was thinking bears. Bears don't have blunt claws. But I guess their claws are kind of like I mean... badger claws. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think they're kind of blunted. They're still gonna rip through you. Yeah, I... blunter than the you know a thorn, sharp cat claw. Ooh, but also, um, hey girl, what's up? Are you here to tell us like go home? <laughs> Midnight greets Crowpaw. Even she didn't foresee meeting him here, and Crowfeather tells her his warrior name in memory of Feathertail. Aki. Midnight says yes. Awkward. She watches him still. Uh, oh, God! <laughs> Hi. Awkward. And this is my current mate. Wow. Her Does that mean she was watching? Forward. Oh. 
Leaf, uh, Crowfeather beckons her forward and introduces her, and Leafpool says it's good to meet her at last. Midnight says that Squirrelflight spoke of her. StarClan shows her the future also? Yes, Leafpool says. <laughs> I'm a medicine cat. Yeah. Although, like, not really anymore? Yeah, you, not, and also, like, what, 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 what do you think, what do you, what was, uh, the thing that StarClan was showing you? Huh? Midnight asks if they're fleeing. Leafpool ah. asks how she knows. And Crowfeather starts to explain that they had to leave. They're from different clans. And Midnight interrupts him by raising a giant paw. Wait, they're alone? Where are the rest of the cats? That was like the whole thing. That was like the whole thing I said to do. Crowfeather says they're in their territories by the lake. So they don't know. Know what? Leafpool asks, claws sliding out in a panic. Midnight says there is great trouble coming. Many of her kin are angry with the clans. Cats drove them from their homes, and now they have come to drive them out and take back what was once theirs. Uh, oh, spaghettios! You have to go home, and that's really embarrassing. <laughs> but hey, maybe go home before everyone slaughtered. You know, because you were the only one told. Oh my god. Leafpool says they drove a badger from their territory, a female with kits. And Crowfeather mentions the one that Hawkfrost chased from RiverClan. And Leafpool's head is spinning back to her dream of blood and claws. They're going to attack the clans, she asks. Crowfeather asks harshly what side Midnight is on. Midnight says she has no side. Cats and badgers could live in peace. She has spoken against the attack, but her kin wouldn't listen. They've been speaking for days about blood and revenge. You have a fam? You have, like, a clan? What were you doing by the ocean? I had a road trip to make, like you guys are making. Crowfeather draws closer to Leafpool, and he asks what the badgers plan to do. Midnight says many of them have gathered. They will attack the clan sets. They will kill many cats and drive out the others. And Leafpool's fur stands on end when she realizes that midnight means their camps. Her and Crowfeather would be safe out here, but the clans they left behind would be destroyed, and their clanmates would be murdered. Oh, perfect! So, like, perfect. Isn't this exactly what we wanted? No more clans? This is positive, guys. I don't know why we're all suddenly so, like, down and dire. No, Leafpool whispered. What? It can't happen. Midnight says that she's come to warn the clans. Will they help her? Leafpool opens her mouth to speak, but Crowfeather interrupts. Oh. No. They left their clans behind for good. There's nothing they can do. Uh, I'm sorry, let me do that again. Uh, 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 what? <laughs> Bro! Crowfeather, no! Leafpool exclaims, shivering. They can't leave their clans to die. Crowfeather knows, but Midnight's going to warn them. They'll be safe if they listen to her. What more could they do? They're not gonna listen to her! doesn't know the answer. They're gonna attack her as soon as she sees her. Crowfeather insists that they've come too far. If they go back now, every cat will know what they've done. 
They won't be able to leave again, and they won't be able to see each other. I mean, you could every leave cat again. Will be watching them. Well, every cat will be watching them, waiting for them to slip away again. All of this will have been for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Leafpool gasps in pain, as if being torn apart by those large claws from her dream. Crowfeather is right. They would lose everything if they went back now. Oh, God. But how can they keep going when they know what terrible danger their clanmates were facing? Midnight is looking between them. Okay, I'm, like, kind of There's on a little bit of a... in her gaze. I'm, I have a little bit of a schedule I'm trying to stick to. They're, like, they're not gonna wait up for you guys to, like, work through this thing or whatever. So... You coming? Midnight says... Star Clan, go with you. All she can do, she will do. Leafpool thanks her and watches her lumber away towards the territories they had left. Crowfeather says they should get some more sleep. Leafpool can't sleep. Her mind is full of badgers bursting into ThunderClan camp, tearing up her clanmates. StarClan be with them, she silently prays. Wow. Leafpool remembers the dream that the other medicine cats had received, and now she's seen it too. That dream had shown her how savage the attack would be. But StarClan was still speaking with her. It wasn't a lie when she said she was a medicine cat. Leafpool can tell that Crowfeather can't sleep either. Eventually, she falls into a light sleep. She seemed to be floating in a gray mist. But the emptiness is suddenly ripped apart by a shriek of agony. StarClan, help me! Leafpool leaps up. She recognized that voice. It was Cinderpout. Crowfeather, she gasps. She can't stay here. They have to go back. Crowfeather lifts sad eyes to meet her. He knows, and he feels the same. They have to go help their clans. Relief floods over Leafpool, and she couldn't love him more than in this moment, because he understood, because he cared for his clanmates as much as she cared for hers. Leafpool briefly presses her muzzle against his with a purr. Let's go. I'm sorry, is Cinderpelt about to die? I'm quitting the podcast when Cinderpelt dies. I don't care. Yeah? Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> well, Squirrel Flight is trying to hunt. Stop! But her every waking moment is filled with worry for her sister. Dewey. Bad luck, Ashford says as she misses a starling. Thanks, man. Helpful. They can call it a day. They have more than enough to carry. The spider leg joins them with his catch. Hey. They drop their prey at the fresh kill pile. Come on, Ashburn murmurs to her. Leafpool will be fine. Squirrelflight asks how she could be fine when she's left everything behind. Ashburn suggests she rests. She hardly slept. But Squirrelflight wouldn't sleep any better now. She's going to make sure Cinderpelt has eaten. Cinderpelt is laying inside her den, staring into nothing. 
Oh. She asked Squirrel Flight if there's any news. No, but she has food. Cinderpelt isn't hungry. But Squirrel Flight insists that she has to eat. They need her more than ever now that Leafpool's gone. Cinderpelt lets out a long sigh. But she's failed. She's utterly failed. Squirrel Flight wiggles in to her den to press <laughs> against her. It's really cute. <laughs> yeah. And she insists that it's not her fault. She's a great medicine cat. What would Thunderclan do without her? Let's not explore that too deeply. Cinderpel gazes at her, as if she was going to confide in her. But she just says that she wishes things didn't have to change. <clears throat> Squirrelflight says they won't. Leafpool will come back. They have to believe that. Squirrelflight insists again that she eat, and Cinderpelt bends to sniff the fresh kill. She asks Squirrelflight if she could go check on Sorreltail. She's worried about her. She was such good friends with Leafpool. And Sorreltail has been confined to the nursery. Her kits were due any day now. Squirrelflight says she'll go check on her on one condition. She needs to see Cinderpelt eating that vole. Humor gleams in Cinderpelt's eyes. She doesn't give up, does she? You don't give up, Cinderpelt. Even if StarClan said you're gonna die. Please don't give up. Don't give up. Squirrelflight heads to the nursery. Brightheart is taking a thorn from Berrykit's paw, and Berrykit is saying what a great medicine cat she is. But Brightheart insists that ThunderClan already has two medicine cats. Berrykit's like, I don't know, I just got here last week and like three things, like, I don't know. It's hard for me to keep up, I'm two. <laughs> Brightheart tells Squirrelflight that Sorreltail is doing fine. Great Star Clan, she's huge, she adds. That's it can't be long before she starts to catch pregnancy. <laughs> and Squirrel Flight tries to be excited, but she's too worried about Leafpool and Cinderpelt. And Crowfeather. Screw Crowfeather. Squirrel Flight goes to get fresh kill. Firestar is there sharing with Sandstorm, and Brambleclaw isn't far away. And Firestar is telling Brambleclaw to lead a patrol along the WindClan border at dawn tomorrow. He wants them to keep a lookout for any traces of Leafpool. Brambleclaw says he'll take Cloudtail. He's their best tracker. But they did follow her far into the hills. He doesn't think they're going to find anything more. You might, Firestar insists. And Squirrel Flight thinks that he can't accept that they may never see Leafpool again. Yeah. Just like Greystripe. Oh, God! Oh! Oh! Ah! That hurt. Hey, that hurt. Yeah. That hurt. Ask Ross. That, ow. Owie. But we know Leafpool's on her way back if she makes it. If. There's like a lot if. of ifs. I'm very scared now that Cinderpelt's about to die. Leafpool's not going to make it in time. And 
I'm just, I don't like any of this. <laughs> Sandstorm says Brambleclaw might meet Leafpool coming back, and if he does, don't be angry with her. Brambleclaw tells her not to worry. If he sees Leafpool, he'll make sure that she feels safe to come home. And he doesn't seem too hopeful. And Squirrelflight's starting to lose hope, too. She grabs a magpie and settles down to eat. Brambleclaw asks her quietly if she's okay. Not really, Squirrelflight answers. <laughs> like, from one to ten, I'm a solid uh, zero. Sandstorm insists that she shouldn't blame herself. But it is my fault. Squirrelflight has to stop herself from wailing like a kit. Uh, I mean... She knew Leafpool was leaving. Hmm? I'm sure her mom feels pretty responsible too right now. Well, she knew Leafpool was leaving at night and didn't say anything. Firestar gives her a comforting lick. They should have all seen that there was something troubling Leafpool. Brambleclaw agrees, and he says if she had said anything... It might have driven her away sooner. Okay, Brambleclaw, I'm... What? I know you're not taking empathy lessons at night, so... <laughs> What's happening with you? I'm confused. Ashfur enters camp with his apprentice, Birchpaw. Oh, yeah. And Brambleclaw finishes prey and stalks off before they arrive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just because your sisters disappear doesn't mean we can stop the drama. Ashfur instructs Birchpaw to take the elders' food, and he joins Squirrelflight. Firestar and Sandstorm leave, so they're alone. Okay. Ashfur is saying how fast Birchpaw learns, and Squirrelflight tries to feel pleased about how well the training is going. I genuinely like. I've got a lot going not, on. I'm like, oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> I'm glad you're having fun with your new kid, but, like, ugh. Like, my world is ending. <laughs> Ashford says she looks exhausted. She needs to rest. Don't try to argue. And she sees the concern in his eyes and gives in. She finishes eating and spreads out in a sunny spot against the wall of the camp Cute. to soak up the last rays of the setting sun. Cute. Ashford crouches by her and licks her shoulder, soothing. I mean, okay. Thought... <laughs> Thoughts buzz in her mind, but she soon begins to drift to sleep. <sighs> then the buzzing grew louder. Huh? But it's not buzzing. And it's not inside her head. What? A low, grumbling roar is approaching oh, through the trees. God! Squirrelflight lifts her head, irritated. What in StarClan's name is that? A startled wail came from outside the camp. Whitepaw skids in through the thorn tunnel. Her eyes are wide with fear. Brackenfur is hard on her paws. Squirrelflight jumps up. The roaring grows louder. It's the sound of many growling and snarling creatures, and it seemed to fill the whole forest. An enormous creature thrusts its way through the barrier into camp. Badger! Squirrelflight yowled. And that's where we're gonna end. Uh, oh. Badgers! 
Mushroom, mushroom. Badgers. Oh, see, we were both saying two different memes. One one oh. wasn't a meme. <laughs> one was like a football chant. I don't know. Well, I'm Wisconsin Badgers, I'm assuming. Oh. No, uh, it's like a... They they usually say something else there instead of badgers. Okay. So, folks, um, if you want to say something other than badger, um, you can say it at us uh, at, on uh, Twitter, as long as it's there, and Instagram at WCWITCast. Um, follow us on both, if they exist. Uh, who knows when you listen to this? Who knows what the future holds? Um, but if you wanna if you wanna choose something that's possibly you know at for now a little more secure um and owned by a different billionaire, uh, you can email us at wcwitcast at gmail.com. And if you wanna help out the podcast and it doesn't require any sort of social media, then well it could. You could tell a friend uh, about the podcast yeah, and be like hey Remember those consequences we were talking about? They're here. <laughs> you can be like me and mention that I have a podcast and then your girlfriend's family goes, excuse me, why haven't we heard about this? And why haven't they? Uh, that's a, that's on my girlfriend, so. Yeah. So, yeah, just, you know, share it with them and be like, hey, they managed to stay somewhat on topic this time. Mostly. Yeah, mostly. And, and you, learn, you learn some fun Finnish proverbs, so what can you what can you lose? Yeah, because, you know, sometimes change is nice, said the cat wiping the table with the grandma. Because I'm Emberheart. And I'm Tangletongue. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that?